Welcome to the Life Lessons Podcast. Every moment, every relationship, every joy, every heartbreak, fail, and victory are meant to teach us life lessons. I've had many experiences and I've chosen to live my life and use it as a classroom. So to all of my fellow life teachers and students, grab your notebook and your pen. Class is almost in session. Good rising, good setting, good nights. Whenever you are listening, I hope that it is good for you. I hope that you are vibing out. As always, the vibes around you are good vibes. The people around you are good people. And everything in your universe feels progressive. I hope that the things that matter the most to you in your life are moving in the right direction and if they are not quite moving that way right now I know that you are learning the lessons necessary and making the choices best suitable to manifest the greatest life you can and do imagine welcome to the podcast my name is Indy Wrights I want to say Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of my faithful listeners, all of the teachers and students that join this classroom of life each week or each time a lesson drops. Thank you. You are appreciated and I am grateful for you. Today, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about expectations versus standards in relationships I hear and I have read so many things um, over the past few months everybody's talking about expectations expectations and how expectations ruin relationships and when I first read and heard this I thought that it was very misleading and harmful to the happiness and contentment in relationships um, with specifications around women because most people think it is women who go into relationships with expectations Um, So I decided to really look into what expectations are um, and really like, like sift through what I feel expectations are, um, how expectations have played a part in the growth or the demise of relationships that I've had and what that needs to look like for me going forward what I would like that to look like for me going forward so I read that expectations are something that we look forward to whether it's some things that we fear or some things that we hope for I read in another space that said expectations can be harmful to relationships because they leave no room for trust building which to me you know that means they leave the slightest space for understanding and personal growth or growth together and then you can't like it takes away the personal personality freedom and choice um and that means a lot to me being able to, you know, have something as sacred as a relationship with someone and be able to fully occupy your being, whatever that looks like, you know, whether that's your happy, shiny self, your self that gets testy, you know, yourself that gets a little snappy at times, yourself that has to question everything, like just being able to fully bring all of you into a space um 
and sometimes people's expectations of what you should act like, what you should sound like, what you should look like hampers that, right? I agree with that part. Um, And then I thought about how when those expectations are imposed, um, it if you're a certain kind of person, because not everybody do this, you start to pretend to be something that you are not. And I don't believe that you can build trust and fidelity within relationships being disingenuous. I fully don't believe at all that there's any trust or fidelity being built when you are being pretentious about things. Um, And even if the person doesn't know right away that you are being disingenuous, you can't leave on a, a mask forever. And so those little things start to seep out and it tears away and eats away and erodes the trust that was built. And then, you know, sometimes you never know if you can get that back. Um, so I started to think and I thought it's not expectations that actually ruin relationships in and of themselves. It is unfair, unrealistic, and unhealthy expectations that ruin relationships. And I'm going to talk about like each one. So, and then what standards are. So unrealistic expectations to me are expecting or hoping for a person to change who they are at their core level in order to make you happy, in order to make you feel like they are sufficient enough for you. It's putting people in unjust predicaments and ill-fitting spaces within your life, and they just don't fit there. But they'll squeeze some things, take a few things away to kind of fit, and that just simply does not last because they are not equipped. They're not equipped for those spaces. Yet, when we're still anticipative of getting our desired results no matter what or how that affects the other person. It says more about us than it does the person who can't live up to that. (laughs) And then I think this is where we mislabel unmet needs for unrealistic expectations, right? We do this so much in relationships We say the person is not meeting our needs because we don't want to concede to the fact that, no, I have unrealistic and unhealthy expectations of this person. So my needs can't be met because they don't have it. They don't have it to give to me. But we love to believe that it's the other person's fault. We love to say, you know, They are not meeting our needs. They are not, you know, satisfying us. This is wrong. They are wrong, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, they are incapable. And that's a, as I said, that's a you problem. But the thing about it is most times we see this. We see this before we ever offer the person the position. However, we egotistically think that we can change people. We can change people about who they are at their core and how they were right like we really think that we can change them we really want to hold the onus of our own unhappiness and discontentment you know but owning it and then taking responsibility for our own melancholy and displeasure could save our relationships and free us to find find ones that are more aligned for us i hear and i have heard so many people say things like no one can make you happy Right? Right. And I used to wholeheartedly fully agree with that. But I don't entirely agree with that anymore. I'm maybe, you know, a little on the fence, 85, 15 maybe. Um, But I don't fully believe that a person does not affect your happiness or unhappiness because happiness is based on what is happening 
So quite literally, someone else does have the ability to generate or produce happiness for and with us, as well as unhappiness. If something is happening that is heartbreaking through the action of someone that you love or care for, something that invokes some type of dysphoria, those things impede your happiness, don't they? This is why it is unrealistic. This is why it is unrealistic and unfair expectations that I feel are so harmful to relationships. But they are mostly more, they're more harmful to us as our own being, in our own existence, in our own consciousness. Because when you start to expect things from people that are unrealistic and unhealthy, you build this hope, this desire within yourself that probably can never be fulfilled. And so you're living in a constant state of disappointment. And that alone just sounds like complete misery. And like being honest about that, like I, you know, put this person in this space because this part was good. This felt right. This felt, but there were all these things that were showing you no, no, no. And, you know, you keep going, you know, but that's just lessons we learn. But we can't hold people hostage and accountable to the things that we have chosen and the ill spaces that we've put them in either. Within the marriage, I believe both myself and my ex-husband not only had unhealthy and unfair expectations of each other, but very unrealistic ones. Um, one of his expectations of me that caused significant harm <clears throat> was him expecting me to follow <clears throat> blindly without an opinion, without disagreeing, just go with it. You know, I'm not that person. <laughs> I am not. I have my own thoughts, and it's a bunch of them. Constant trains go through, sh 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 through my head. And so I always have a thought about something. Um, and so that was not great. That caused a lot of disagreements, arguments, knockdown, dragouts. And also, the other thing that was very harmful to me and our relationship was him no longer, like, thinking I would have a desire or a right to just be myself apart from mother, apart from wife. While he took the liberties to just be himself um, apart from a father apart from a husband, I was not given that freedom. And I think that he thought, like, now you're a mother, you know, stay home with the kids, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. But there are so many parts of me that are not tied to a mother. I'm still individual, an, in an individual. There are still things that I desire. There are still things that I need that I don't get in being a mother, that I don't get in being a wife. I'm still a, a person that want to do things, that want to have personal time, free time to sit, to do, to read, to do whatever it is that I want to do and not have to hold the responsibility of wife, mother, 24-7. That is hard. And it is exhausting and it is unfair. I value being a mother. I cherish it. However, I am more than a mother. I am a woman. I am an individual who still have the desires to be free, to move around and have space, to take off the mom hat and run bare and naked with myself, as myself, without any other titles or hats at the time. And I don't think that he ever, that's a lie. I was about to say, I don't think that he ever really understood that, but that's not true. I feel like 
he understood. However, he would not acknowledge or concede to the understanding because it would have placed a demand on him to be more present, to give up some of the time that he took, the liberties that he took to be free. It would put a demand on him to help more. And I gave up a lot of time, a lot of moments, a lot of experiences and happiness attempting to comport um, or to conform to this expectation, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it and keep a peaceful, um, harmonious home or attitude. I couldn't do it. And that's the thing, right? About unfair and unhealthy expectations. They sever you. They sever you into pieces if you allow them to. They, they dissect you. They subdivide you at your core. They disconnect you from your power source. And they leave you with little to no energy. But that, that's what I learned. That's how you know. That's how you know. You know most times by how you feel inside of it. And then how you feel when you're outside of it. The things that make you you at your core are fundamental to your purpose, your passion, your prosperity, and your peace. If you lose, if you ignore, or you abandon any parts of yourself that are you at your core level, you lose things that are extremely vital to your ability to produce and generate genuine, long-lasting fulfillment for yourself first and then for those around you. The very things that lead you to a state of felicity those parts of you are like a map. They're like a GPS, right? That brings you to that place. So without them, you feel lost. You feel empty. You feel sadness. No matter how much you try to give this person these things and be this person and live up to this thing, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because it's not how you were created. It's not the way you are supposed to function. You were created with that thing, whatever it is, for a reason. And I've learned to see those things as vital as my organs. Like, I can't function without a heart, a brain, a liver. Like, I can't. So if that my body can't function without those things, then I know in the creator created me with those things just as vital as those things, the things that are me at my personality core are also just as vital, right? My purpose, my passion, my prosperity, my peace. These are vital parts of me, of what I need to keep going, to, to be alive. And listen, you cannot be alive without these things. You can exist without these things but you cannot be alive and to be alive means to be functioning and operative it means to be cognizant and replete and overflowing we have to learn that some things are just non-negotiables no i can't give that up i can't let that go no no this is how i am this is who I am. And if it doesn't fit with you, I'm sorry. Then we just don't, this is not supposed to be, you know. I am absolutely unwilling in some areas, unyielding in certain areas of my life with people because my being alive depends on that, right? So let's look at some examples, right, of unfair expectations that I can give. So within the marriage, my unfair expectation of him was expecting him to think more than he felt and then his unfair expectation of me was expecting me to feel more than I thought craziest dynamic I mean absolutely Outside of it, now that I'm outside of it and I think back and I'm putting these pieces together, it's amazing to me realizing how flip-flop we were. And I am very logic-mind. I'm very logic-ruled 
he's very emotion rude. And I expected him to sometimes let let's think about this. Let's <laughs> let's think this through. He expected me to be like, you know, oh yes, ah, ah, oh, ah. Just get very emotional about things. And I didn't. And that caused a lot of rift between us. You know, and these are things, some things we can talk through and laugh about now and like really discuss because we're divorced. But at the time, it was a hard down, knockout, and feel drag when we were married. He would get really excited about something, emotions high, happy feelings, on fire and ready. And he bring it to me and here I go with the water hose of logic. Completely dousing his exi- his excitement because as soon as he tell me, my mind would automatically go into like trying to figure out the logistics of what he's saying. I automatically go to the how while he automatically focuses on the what. And here's the thing, though. That's not a sign of incompatibility at all. It's yin and yang. You know, it can work for you right if you let it but it was for sure a sign of immaturity and we lost damn near every battle we both lost there were times when this saved us and then there were times when this times when this harmed us there were times when his emotions saved things then there were times when my logic saved things but we didn't learn how to balance those things out. I would douse his fire of emotions and then I would come to him about something that I have read. <laughs> something that I am like processing in my mind and I'm just like, listen, listen to this. Boom, 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 boom. And he's just like, okay. And I'm just like, okay, where's all that damn excitement and fire now? Right? It's because his mind don't work that way. The way I'm picking apart thoughts and words and that just wasn't his thing. But we didn't learn either how to be present for each other within those spaces. Okay, let him get his emotions out, right? Oh, wow, really? Oh, my God, that's great. And not in a fake way, but, like, encourage it. And then once... We get his encouragement together and, you know, he's feeling excited. Then, okay, what do you think about this part? Have you thought about this side? Like, what about this? Or, you know, figuring it out, balancing it out. Like, but, you know, that's things you learn in hindsight for whatever is next. Right? And, and that's fine. Um, unrealistic expectations um, expecting a person to be what you are, to, you know, think that everything about you and everything the way you do it is right. Horrible. Horrible way. That's unhealthy and it's unrealistic. And it's unfair. Because the way you do things and the way you process will look different from other people. And are your partner, are your friend, and you have to allow space and grace for that to be. Unfair expectations are so detrimental to our mental and emotional health, but also like extremely pernicious and destructive to relationships. Just because you expect it doesn't mean that I can provide it. It doesn't mean that I'm obligated to force myself to do it. Some people think because we're lovers, because we're friends, that it bounds you to fulfilling these inequitable requests and assumptions. And it don't. It does not. Some people are insatiable, bro. The more you give, the more they expect. It's never, ever, ever, ever going to be enough. They will never be grateful. They can see your every flaw, your every folly, and expect you to get and be better for them without ever considering themselves and their flaws and their faults in the spaces where, hey, bro, you don't completely make me happy in this area. 
right? And not a tip for tap, but like, you don't scratch every itch I have either. Like, so, but if you tell them that, listen, it's going to be a situation because they don't want to hit it. Because you're the one with the problem. A person that never sees anything wrong with themselves, but can always find it in you, won't ever be judicious, forgiving, or fair towards you. They will never give you grace, and they will never give you space, and they can never ever give you genuine love because they don't genuinely love who you are, your authentic self. They don't love it because they're always trying to change it. Remember that. Unrealistic expectations. Okay. Unrealistic expectations are things that are damn near impossible and impracticable to expect of anyone. Things you or the person themselves cannot live up to or would even try to. So, 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 so many people are in relationships trying to just keep the other person happy without ever considering their own happiness, and neither is the other person. We carry so many illusions into our adulthood from things we saw, things we believed as children, and they are fantasy, and they are mythical. And one of the biggest things we do this with is love. Like, there is some knight in shining armor coming to save you from your misery and your loneliness, and girl, he is not coming. It ain't happening. There's so much imbalance in fairy tales. Like either the man is the one being put first while the woman bows down and caters to him. Whatever you like. Whatever type of food you like. Bark like a dog. Woo, woo, woo. A big dog. Woof, woof, woof. It's either that, right? Her everything is about him. Or, right, it's the man. He treating a woman to her every flight of fancy and desire no matter what it costs him. His only happiness is making her happy. You know what I'm talking about. Movies like that. And that's just not real or fair or sustainable. In healthy relationships, the needs of both people are essential and indispensable. The importance of each other's interests and pleasure are both paramount, not one more than the other. Even if the timing is different, okay, he needs more of this now, I'm going to give him more of this. Okay, now it's her turn, she needs more of this. It's a balancing out. The timing may be different, but one does not deserve their needs met more than the other. Some women think that it is the man's job to ensure, to ensure that their every demand is met, no matter what it costs. Or how it affects their partner. And some men think the same. And contingent on. Listen. Your upbringing. And your experiences as a child. Listen. That shifts things too. That changes things too. And in some people's world. As children. For them to acquire their parents attention. And get their needs met by their parents. They had to learn. To make endless attempts to please them. Just in order to secure their basic, fundamental need for love, affection, acceptance, and attention. That same practice is now used with their partner, which carries the same exact letters as parents. Just move them around the pattern, ironically, but I'm not going to get on that. That's in my mind. When your parents don't provide you with your basic needs... You learn different ways of getting them met. And in most times, those ways are unhealthy. Manipulation, self-deprecation, self-abandonment, being dishonest about what you truly want, who you truly are, in order to secure the relationship, to secure their attention, to secure their affection. These are all ways we adjust to this. Adjust. We add just a little bit of dirt to bury our true selves. And then we add just a little more of what makes the other person happy, which adds just a little more dirt on top of our core selves. And then that adjust just keeps going until we've added so much 
of what someone else wants until our desires and needs are now completely buried and obscured. And then we're left with the feelings of low self-worth, which we internalize, which in internalizing it makes us feel inadequate and unlovable. This is why unrealistic, unhealthy, unfair expectations are so intolerable. They kill you. They take away the very things that keep you feeling alive, that keep you feeling joyful. Then there are those who got all of their needs, every whimsical desire, met in unhealthy ways of never being told no and without any boundaries. Then when they get in relationships, they expect their partners to placate them and do the same. Certain people, they brag, bro. I know you heard them. Well, I'm just spoiled. I'm spoiled, rotten girl. I'm spoiled. And they think that's cute. But here's the thing. Anything that is spoiled is rotten. It is corrupted. It is damaged. It is unfair, unfit, sorry, for consumption or use. So it's not the flex you think. You being spoiled rotten, that's not a flex, sis. Bro, that's not a flex. It's not. You're corrupted and you damage everything around you because all you care about is yourself. Unrealistic expectations are so poisonous to relationships in every way. When we expect our partners to be our end all, be all, to do everything we need, that we feel we need to be happy, even stuff that you need to be doing for yourself. When we hold them accountable for everything we did or did not receive from our parents or our loved ones, and we expect their every thought, all their longings to be about what makes us happy and what makes us secure, that's unfair and it's neurotic AF. Placing a weight on someone that they are unable to carry is not love. It is self-seeking. It is self-centered and you would never expect your partner or your friend to carry a load, a ton of bricks from place to place to place for you. But sometimes expecting them to live up to some of your expectations is like carrying the same load. It's the same thing and it's still impossible. That brings me to standards, right? Expectations, standard, a standard by definition, is a rule or a principle that is used as a base, an average or normal requirement, quality, quantity, level, grade, etc. It's a principle. Y'all know how I feel about principles. A foundation that you build on. It's the basis that you build your relationship on. And everyone, everyone have different standards, right? Just like customs. But your standards are what you build everything on around you you set the standard before you commit to the thing or the person it's what you choose from standards belong to you they do not involve someone else or the changing of someone else you don't choose to make somebody your person and then think they need to become the standard that is not how that works if, okay, so if, okay, so if you're house shopping, right, you're house shopping and your standard, you've already said, hey, my standard is a two-story house. I want a two-story home. And the person, you just keep seeing flats, flats, flats. Okay, and then you decide, well, you know what? It seems like it's too hard to find a two-story. I'm going to just settle for the flat. Then you get in the flat, and the whole time you're complaining. Lord, I needed a two-story. I'd rather two-story. This house don't have no stairs in it. And then you're, you're placing a demand on someone else to add stairs here. Okay, let's add this here. And then totally demolish the house. You got to totally, completely, like, tear it down. Add all kind of stuff. Do you know what it takes to do that? That's what you do in relationships. That's exactly what 
you do in relationships. You say, no, I need something, someone that's like this. This works the best for me. But because this is what's in front of you now, right? You say, okay, well, I guess I'll take this. And then you want this thing to come up to this standard. Like, no, you knew from the jump I was a one-story, boo. What's happening? And now you want to complain the whole time and make like I'm the problem. No, you coming off your standard was the problem. And if we really think about it, if you house shopping with somebody and they keep telling you, listen, and then they settle, trust me, you're going to be in for it. You're going to hear the complaining. It's never going to be good enough. You're going to do the same thing. They're going to do the same thing to you in a relationship. The same thing. You're never going to be enough. You're never because you don't fit the standard. But instead of them just sticking to the standard, they try to change that and then keep that standard but then expect you to change. And that is unfelt, unhealthy and that is unfair. With standards, it means they either fit or they don't. There's no forcing involved. Standards are the bar. It's the bar. Expectations are beliefs. Standards are about you. Expectations are about others. Once you set standards and you know yourself, what you want, what you need, how you need these things to be for you to thrive and be happy and content and joyous and fulfilled, then you choose a partner. Then you choose a friendship and you choose them based on the standards that you have set knowing yourself. But this is where self-awareness and radical, raw honesty with yourself and then others become so important. And this is why so many of us lose here. Because most of us never take the time to really know who we are and why we are. So we don't set standards that are really parallel to our deepest desires. And they do not mimic or endorse the truth of who we are. So the standard scale constantly moves based on what we need and what we feel now, right now, as opposed to what we need overall. And in our completeness, we make choices from our parts, right? We make choices from our fractions, our brokenness, as opposed to making choices from the sum total of who we are and our wholeness. But this requires a certain level of healing too, that some of us don't even recognize that we need. Because it's normal. Standards are objective. They are impersonal and unemotional. They are building blocks. They give you an aim, a goal to speak towards, to work towards, to aspire to. Expectations are subjective. They're personal. They're based on emotions. So... How do I? So expectations are most times very self-absorbed, right? Expectations are about me, 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 me. Most expectations are, especially the unhealthy ones, the unfair ones. Let me be clear. They're grounded in selfishness. Standards are personal. It doesn't matter who, what, when, where, how. This is the standard. They are not about, for, or against anyone personally. They're about <clears throat> the individual who set the standard. While expectations are, they're personal, but they're about others. They don't look at you. It's about what I expect from you. When standards aren't met, we have the power to do something about it. You. Me, myself. But when expectations aren't mess, met, we place that power in the hands of someone else because they have to come up to that standard, that expectation. The standard is already set. This is it. And then here are the expectations around that. And then they have to come up to that. <clears throat> Let me use an example like where school is concerned, right? The standard is you need to be within this range to make an A or a B or a C. Like, this is the range you need to be in to pass, period. 
There is no changing of that scale. It's not based on the child who's taking the test or the teacher who's giving it. This is the standard, flat. This is what it is. The expectation is that the child, the person who is taking the test, and that moves because some child will make an A, somebody will make a B, somebody will make a C. Like, expectations, they move, and they're about what the other person can do to reach the expectation or the standard, right? Totally out of your control. If this is what you need to do to make an A, period, right? This is the range. This is the scale, right? Now, it doesn't matter who's taking the test or who's giving it. The expectation means you have to study. You have to listen. You have to learn. And then you take the test and then you have to make sure you fall within the range of the desired result. But only you can control that. The standard doesn't move just because you can't meet the expectation. You just get what you get. You get the D, you get the F, you get the C, to get you B, you get the A. It just depends. The standard will not move. You just get what you get based on what you do. That's it. Standards do not settle for whatever they are given. This is the range. You either come up or you don't. But you're going to get what you get based on the standard that's been set. I can have the highest level of expectation that this man will not hurt me, blindside me, lie to me, play with me, right? That does not mean he will live up to any of it. But my standard says I will not accept to continuously be hurt, blindsided, lied to, or played with. So... Those are fair expectations, though. Those are fair. Don't lie to me. Don't play with me. Don't blindside me. Don't hurt me. Willfully. Right? Don't willfully hurt me. Judicious and realistic expectations in relationships keep the foundation firm and the fruit healthy and bountiful. Expectations can be healthy for a relationship as long as the expectations are fair and judicious when you begin with standards that are well informed and well versed in the truth of who you are this helps you to choose the best partner for you having healthy expectations helps you to cultivate a healthy relationship with that partner I truly believe that, truly believe that you having a standard set. This is it. This is the standard of what I will accept right here. This is my scale. This is it. You know, you hit this, we on this level. You hit this, we on that level. And then set fair expectations and a fair Way, a way to give fair expectations is to communicate honestly. Communication is the foundation and core of all relationships. You have to be open and honest about your needs and then give your partner the right and the option to know if they can even give these things to you. Communicate your expectations from the beginning because your partner needs the freedom to choose from a place of insight which gives them the power to make the best choice for them as well. My realistic expectations are very clear now, and I communicate those things. At inception, I don't care if it feels heavy in the beginning. I don't care because what we're not going to do, I don't want to waste any more time because I have. Because I have. And I don't want to do that anymore. And I also don't want to come down off the standards that I have set. I also am unwilling to give up the core parts of me that make me authentically myself and most fulfilled. I am unwilling to do that. And so you like me? You think you like me? Cool. I think I like you even better. Let's talk. This is who I am, right? 
this is how I feel. And as the more we talk is the more you get off into more depths and the deep of who you are and what you expect and all of these things. That's not straight out the gate, right? But right out the gate, something's going to be said, right? Listen, I don't, we going to get to know each other. That's fine. But what I expect you to do is be honest. I just want to see the, your full face. Please take any mask off, right? Take it off. I don't need you to be on your best behavior. I don't. I need you to just be who you are. Who you are. So that we both can see what this is and what it could be. What this is not and what it cannot be. Right? And that's a fair expectation. A fair expectation for someone to communicate with you. For someone to be honest with you about how they feel. For someone to be honest about the situation that they are in or not in. Or their past things that can, you know, become a part of their present. Like, being very honest about how things are moving, changing, going. How you're feeling as time or times are moving on. My expectation very fair be honest with me just please tell me the truth about everything about anything whatever i ask even if it's things you know that i don't know to even ask about what builds a lot of trust for me is you telling me if i would never find out without you telling me or i'll find out three months down the line but you were open and honest hey look you know boom 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 you know, and this could be mean, boom, 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 you know, and then more, listen, I'm feeling like all the trust, I'm feeling like, yes, do that, tell me, even if it's something that's not great, I would rather you tell me, it builds a better rapport for me, it makes me more comfortable, it makes me feel more peaceful and trustful towards you, that's a fair expectation. Expecting a person to value you. Expecting a person to, you know, keep their word. Expecting a person to consider you. These are fair expectations that every relationship should have. It is not unhealthy to have expectations. You need them. You need something to stand on. You need something as a guide for yourself and for the other person. But you also need to be fair in these expectations. You need to be realistic in your expectations. And you have to be healthy in your expectations of people. And it needs to be something that you are also willing to give and be to a person. Sometimes we expect all these grandiose things from other people, but we are unwilling to give it back. You want me to be honest. You want me to be there. You want me to be loving, supportive, kind, nice, always happy. But you do things that make me all the other things. <laughs> but you're expecting me, and that's unfair. That's unfair. You're expecting me to be able to give, 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 give without ever pouring, 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 pouring back. And then you wonder why I'm empty. Why I'm not the same. Why I'm not acting the same. I can't. I don't have anything left to give you. So, you know, that's why. You know, I'm all for expectations. When they're healthy. I think that they are necessary. In a relationship. And I communicate that. Starting from the beginning. Because I do feel. The person that you are friends with. In you know. Whatever space. The person that you choose to be a partner. Or working towards a partnership with. That person needs the freedom. To choose from a place of insight. Right? That gives them a stronger power of choice. They can make the best choice for them. I communicate these things like the pilot does. 
when you're about to take off at flight, baby, I be like, sir, <laughs> welcome on board flight ND4379 with service from what you're used to to what I am not that. With a connecting flight to growth and maturity to long-lasting intimacy and love. You are currently first in line for takeoff and are expected to be in the air in approximately two months' time. I ask that you please fasten your insecurities at this time and secure all baggage with your therapist or in the clear head compartments. I also ask that your heart and intentions are in the upright position for takeoff. Please turn off all personal electronic assumptions, including your past experiences and comparison. Lying and deceit are prohibited for the duration of this flight. Thank you for choosing Indy Airlines. Enjoy your flight and hopefully you will enjoy your stay. <laughs> and just like that, just like that, we either take off or we stay on the ground. But I fully communicate those expectations and fully committed communicated expectations are healthy but not just healthy they are necessary for healthy fruitful enjoyful relationships I believe that I know that and that's what I want that's what I want that's what I'm going to have. That is what I'm working towards. So don't get into this thing believing that you, you know, need to have this thing where you're not expecting things from people that you're in a relationship with. You need to have expectations, but you need to make sure those expectations are fair, that they are judicious, and that they are healthy. Because they are what are going to like, their roots, right? Their roots, and they are what will produce the fruit of your relationship. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Share with your people. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life Lessons Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share with your people. Until next time, keep growing.